What's going on, guitar noobs? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, a noob of many things, Dan Ray. I don't know why I hesitated when I was saying Georgia. That was weird. Well, there are are there other Atlantas in the world? Uh, there are. There's a few. Um, but I've only lived in this one. I so, see. Well, you would think by now. I mean, it's been a long day. What can, you know, we've got a lot going on. We are men about town and such. And such. That's true. Uh, I, I had a very uh, lovely uh, week because they installed the toilet in my bathroom. So nice. I just got a bathroom. Sweet. I still can't take a shower in it, but, you know, it's the little things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, How about you? I'm gonna leave. Do you that have a alone. toilet in your bathroom? I'm, I'm just gonna leave alone the little things. I'm just gonna not gonna go. Yes, I, all my toilets are fine. I'll tell you the interesting thing that's happening at my house. My my house was built in 1890, and there are parts of it that were um have not been dealt with since then, um, uh, possibly including the roof over one of our bathrooms, which Ooh. when it rains, it produces this substance that we refer to as roof tea. <laughs> And uh, I've been calling roofers and trying to get it dealt with, but uh, roofers, I think roofers take one look at my house and bail. I, they yeah. I have a lot of roofers who've not sort of. Re- They're come, like I'm. They promise a quote and then they they ghost, and it's um, troubling. Anyway, so I'm right now and for the next several days here in North Carolina, going to be making some lovely roof tea. Yeah, we'll be we will be in the same boat. Um, Literally, you know. Well, yeah. Pretty much, if it if it Pretty rains much, as much as it says yeah. it's going to, yeah. Um, we you know just put a bunch of you know landscaping out. So I have this brand new lawn that I've been paying uh, to water with my sprinkler system, which I also just bought because uh, they had to completely gut it and start over when they redid the sod. So I am very much looking forward to a bunch of free water. It's good. Um, so that my my plants grow for free. Yeah. Then you have, then you'll so, them. yes. Um, I may hire somebody at this point. That's I don't like, I don't know if I can be held responsible for the, this whole situation. A lot of adulting we're doing for a couple of band guys. Pretty much. Um, this is the friendly reminder that, you know, joining a, uh, a rock and roll band doesn't necessarily mean you get to shirk your responsibilities. That's right. I guess that's kind of up to you, though. There are plenty of, you know, band guys deadbeat. Yeah, band. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, how was your weekend? You uh, you getting anything? Well, we played uh, we played a fun show at Pig Pounder. It was it was busy. There was uh, we had food. Was trucks. that the anniversary show? No, that's this weekend. Oh, okay. That's and right. um, it's going to be rainy, so it's all going to be indoors. And the space is big, but um, it might be it might be packed, which is cool. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. I also have. In the afternoon before that, on Saturday, there is this event that I, I think this is the third annual one called Porch Fest in a mm-hmm. neighborhood here called Dunleith, which sounds to me like it should be in Atlanta. Dunleith, doesn't that sound yeah. Atlantean? Well, it's funny you mention that because there's a, there is a neighbor, a couple neighborhoods that do Porch Fest ah, down well, here as well. There you go. So. so for anyone who's not familiar, and they are in town Atlanta neighborhoods. So. Yeah, yeah, you go. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's a neighborhood that the, um, somebody organizes performers at, porches all throughout out the neighborhood in an afternoon and people can walk up and down and listen to a bunch of people playing and i will be at for you local triad folk i'll be at 703 fifth avenue at 145 on saturday nice you can catch the best musician in the triad 
You have every right to say that. I know. But I'm going to sigh every time you do. I know. It is just the way it's going and to we'll be. And we'll both be right. It's true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Yep. So the show this weekend went well? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was uh, outdoors and weather was good. And yeah, it was fun. Tracks are working the way they're supposed to. They really are. And I and I feel like um, I, one of these days here, we're going to do a stripped down show and just get rid of the tracks and just play them like we used to and just see if we... Um, because the the one thing that happens with them is they hold you to a certain feel for a song. They hold your mm-hmm. um, sense of a song true to the recording, which is cool. And, yep. you know, um, if that's what you're after, then that's one great way to do it. Um, and I really do love singing. For instance, my favorite my favorite one we do the track is Lovely Day. Yes. So Withers. And because um, the horns and the strings on that are so luscious. It's just so great to sing with. Um, but... The way we used to do it added a little bit of rock edge to it, which I also really liked. Um, so I like that we have both versions in our pockets. I like that we can trade them out. And um, uh, it's just an interesting thing to, th- to think about, you know, um, when you're going to have your own style in a song and when you're not. I know that's one of those holy war item things that we bring up on the internet. But um, I'm holding my sword right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Is it flaming? Your sword? Not yet. Well, light it up, brother, because... Speaking, but that being said, happy Pride Month, everybody. Yes, yes. Congrats on your, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, the tracks are working well, and um, and it's all good. Good. That is fantastic to hear. Uh, I played nowhere this past weekend. I was a human being with uh, like normal. Th- I spent actually, I spent the entire weekend at the pool. It was sweet, great. Oh, that's awesome. Big fan. This weekend, uh, I've got, I picked up an acoustic gig yesterday for tomorrow. And then I will be filling in with, uh, Saved by the Band on Saturday at, um, a place called Gate City Brewing, which is right down the road. Um, also was supposed to be outside, but is now no longer outside mm-hmm. because of the weather. Mm-hmm. So, um, those of us in the South are just dealing with that. And it's not that you guys anywhere else. Um, I gotta say though, we, I, uh, I got curious and ran all of our numbers and we're talking about American South and man, there's a lot of people in a lot of other countries that, uh, don't. So we should, you know, we should be more mindful of our global audience. We are, uh, we do have a global impact. Yes. Um, I actually looked at the, um, the numbers and this year we have had almost 5,000 streams. Ooh. which feels like a lot it does feel like a lot and um you know it's been really great seeing new people come in and um yes, asking questions every day every day new folks on the facebook every page. single day yeah. and i um starting to get some emails coming in people asking questions and and what i would say is if um if you guys do have questions and you want us to to talk about them if we can maybe you know depending on the on the um the demand we could maybe do just like uh, many episodes where we just answer y'all's questions. Mm. Um, that could be a, uh, another thing that we could add to the, you know, to the whole situation. Cause there are weeks when we're wiped out, frankly, we just have, we don't have 45 minutes to an hour with the material in us. Sure. And also, <laughs> you know, we, we feel like we've been pretty comprehensive in the subjects that we have covered and we've tried to be intentional about making sure that we, you know, when we do get together, we have something productive to say, so, um, 
you know, just kind of coming at it from a different angle or maybe um, rehashing. Cause you know, I mean, a lot can change in a year. I mean, I think the episodes around this are living proof of that. Yep. Um, but also, you know, uh, opinions and uh, feelings kind of uh, progress and change. So maybe some stuff that we said, you know, when we started off may not entirely be the case anymore. Sure. So I wasn't anti-track when we started, but I just didn't have a grip on it. Yep. So we evolve, we mature. Yes. So yeah, if, um, if you do have questions, um, please uh, email us or uh, message us in the group. Our email is coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. And we also have a new patron. We do. Yep. Another guy, uh, another gentleman on uh, decided to support us on Patreon, and we're very, very grateful for that. Um, it will help us to buy more space uh, so that we can keep hosting all of these lovely episodes and awesome. uh, keep doing what we're doing. That's super awesome. Yep. You know, I um, there 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 comes a point in the Patreon journey when you don't thank each individual person who signs up. Uh, we're not there yet. No, <laughs> everybody gets a personalized message. That's right. From uh, from one of us or both of us or yeah. something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, I want to just drop a just a a suggestion out there. Um, we don't we're we're not you know we've we've done a lot of promoting and talking about stuff, but uh, I, I don't work for Audible and we don't have a deal with Audible. But uh, if you don't have an Audible account, you should probably set one up. Um, over the past, I would say week and a half, I've gone through two books, um, both of which were very interesting and helpful. And I'm already like a third of the way into uh, kitchen confidential Anthony Bourdain's mm, book. Yeah. And it's just, it's wonderful. Um, the one that really kicked my butt though, was the one I was talking about last week, which is you are a badass. Yeah. Uh, I did finish that. And, um, I got a level with you when I finished the Anthony Bourdain book, I'm probably going to go back and listen to it again. Mm. Uh, the, the information on there is, just been super helpful and inspiring and just kind of a kick in the pants. So, um, and actually for those of you who are interested, I will make sure to include links, uh, to that book, either in like a physical version or the uh, audiobook version. So that, uh, if you're interested in checking it out, you can do so. Uh, I wish I had some cool promo code to save you whatever, but if you, if you want a promo code for audible, just go on, I don't know any podcast. Yeah, there's so many podcasts that can do that that actually or, yeah. our numbers or are ASMR videos. They're, they're not that know. impressive yet. <laughs> yeah. Very good. But yes, highly recommended. Cool. Cool. So Alright, I got two things. Alright. How many things do you have? Um let's see. Fair. <laughs> Depends on what your two things are. Right. So um um an interesting side effect of having had some media attention is that I'm suddenly getting uh, gig offers coming to me that I'm not having to go out for or hunt for. They are mm -hmm. arriving in my email and in my voicemail. Um, not a lot, but um, uh, what's anything times zero? It's literally never happened before, so it's like right. an infinite percent increase over – um, whatever. And we booked, um, a show at, um, a place in Charlotte in, um, downtown Charlotte. There's this, um, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to remember the name of it, but there's like an entertainment center complex right in downtown Charlotte. It's got like a bowling alley and a movie theater and restaurants. Yeah. And, and there's this music venue in the second floor of it called the tin roof bar, which apparently started nice. in Nashville. 
Yep, there's one down here too. Okay, cool. Well, um, apparently it's quite a thing, and we're playing it October 17th, I want to say. Um, so that's pretty exciting. They came to us and um, um, really wanted us, and we made it happen. And cool. um, I had a call from a little hole in the wall that I'd never heard of <laughs> that we're still working on figuring out dates for. But um, gotcha. it's really cool when, when they can come to you. So I recommend it. Have them come to you. So, um, due to this added notoriety, hashtag Dan Ray problems, um, are you <laughs> able to, uh, are are you negotiating your fees any differently than you would have now that you have some quote unquote notoriety? Um, uh, some, um, with existing people who I've been talking about getting a raise with, I have gotten traction on that. Okay. Um, with new folks, these guys in Charlotte, you know, we're playing a Thursday night, which is a... You know, it's their other night aside from weekends. Weekends, I guess they have bigger regional touring acts come through. Sure. Um, so local stuff's on Thursdays and, uh, and that doesn't pay as well as the other things, but it's a good payday for us. Um, compared to bar gigs, it's on the high end and, good. um, um, nothing like a, nothing like a, uh, corporate or wedding, obviously, but yeah, high bar and, good. um, and sets a high bar and, um, Nothing. No. All right. No. So then, uh, that was, yeah, yeah. Better to ignore it. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes. No, I get yeah. it. I completely get it. So then, um, and then the other one I think is, um, we'll see what room she has to negotiate, but, um, uh, it may not be much, but, um, <laughs> the other person that I mentioned it to is the booker at pig pounder who we just put our heads together and booked the whole rest of the year. So I now have, you know, eight dates on the books with her. Um, Great. And I said, you know, everybody else, <laughs> everybody else, my rates are going up. You will put, we'll leave them where they are. It's all good. Yeah. The kind of volume you're giving me, it's, I don't need to negotiate too hard. Yeah. Future money is, uh, is good. It's good. It is good. We'd have, and we're all and, trying to get that future money, money that's coming. That's right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to take care of future Dan. Yeah. How's your July looking? July is uh, busy. I have two private parties, Pig Powder once. I think I'm at Tailgaters once. Yeah, July's hopping. Good. Um, it's it's kind of interesting because I'm getting a lot of messages around the Atlanta area that people are looking for work in July. So, hmm. um, you know, different markets have different kind of ups and downs as far as uh, demand goes. Um, and I'm fearing that perhaps the um, volatile weather and oppressive heat are affecting um, event plans. Yeah, you don't want to have any outdoor gigs in Atlanta in July. Yeah. Really. So I, I think I think enough of them got rained out last year that maybe <laughs> some stuff has uh, backed off. Uh, oddly enough, we do have an outdoor uh, municipal gig in July. It's um, it's July 5th. Um, so hopefully that one goes off, but it, it's just been interesting. Um, and I know that all you guys um, have those different kind of lulls in your, um, in your local calendar. So, sure. but it's uh it's, it happens all over and it's just something that pattern I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Here's my second thing. We are down to the bottom of our t-shirt bucket. Okay. And, um, the t-shirts we've had since we really, I had them printed before our very first gig and, um, we never loved the art on them. I basically took the flyer that I built and laid that mm -hmm. art on a shirt and it was just, it was busy. It was, you know, I was 
trying to call back to like shirts that have like a Woodstock ticket on them or something. Uh-huh. Like a show flyer shirt, something like that. But it sort of never quite read like that. It was just, it was just a lot of, a lot of busyness. So yeah. we decided to slim down the design, just put our Abe logo on the front and put our word logo on the back, the mm-hmm. character, you know, letter, letter art on the back and, um, simple on a nice shirt. The other thing we did was we really cheaped out on the shirts. Yeah. Um, which we regretted. They were brutal to wear. Um, <laughs> like really, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was wearing you. It was terrible. Um, I don't know how I got the most uncomfortable shirts in the world, but, but I did. Um, so we wanted to step that up a little bit. And so I was pricing all that out. And even with one color printing, you, um, a small bump up in quality of shirt, um, suddenly it gets pricey. There are essentially. Yeah. Three, unless you're going to go to like a performance wicking something, there are essentially three, three levels of shirt. There's, yep. your, there's your 100% cotton. Mm-hmm. There's your 50-50, which is a cotton poly blend. And there's your tri-blend, which blends in some rayon. And mm-hmm. that's an, those, those three levels increase in price and quality as you go up. Yes. There are also kinds of cotton. There's spun cotton and combed and things like that. But essentially, your three types are, if you, you know, for a cheap band shirt are 100% cotton, 50-50, and tri-blend. Yeah. And, so I was looking at tri-blends with one color on front and back, and it came to even, you know, at the volumes I'd be buying, which isn't huge, it'd be 12 bucks a shirt, 13 yeah. So then I'm selling them for 15 and clearing a buck 50 per shirt. Yep. <sighs> Plus shipping? Uh, yeah. It's just hard. Hard to, hard to imagine. And it's, and I, 20 bucks is kind of a, for me, that's too much to ask. Yeah. Um, so I stewed on that for a little while, and finally, here's what I have decided I'm going to try okay i'm gonna try diying shirts okay um my wife has been a screen printer in the past she printed um are you familiar with jonathan colton no okay you need to know jonathan colton he um he is a new york dude he was a computer programmer and a casual songwriter and he decided i want to be a full-time songwriter and so he started this game with himself called thing a week and he would put out a song a week on the internet and Mm -hmm. people would give him money. And, um, at the end of a year, he had made 52 things. Um, and some were brilliant and some were like, okay, I, I, like I had to get put, um, yeah. uh, but he's amazing. And he's right now playing on NPR. He's on, uh, he's, I can't remember the name of the show, but he, he does live acoustic music along with a game show or comedy thing on NPR. I can't remember. Is what. It, wait, wait, don't tell no, me. No, it's not. It's, but it's something like that. Um, similar, similar concept. Anyway, cool. he's amazing. I actually, we, we actually went to Atlanta to see him open for They Might Be Giants some years back. Um, anyway, um, we made some shirts for that thing. My wife learned to screen print and she made some shirts inspired by his songs and we wore them and it was like very nerdy. Uh, so I have screen printing stuff around and I have several year old, but still I would think relevant screen printing experience in the house. And I've been experimenting and so far, um, it's a fiddly operation, screen printing. It's, uh, <laughs> you have to get um, – I mean, are you familiar with the, the steps of it at all? Yes. Have you ever done it? Uh, I have not. I've definitely watched lots of YouTube videos contemplating the possibility. Yeah, because if, if you can hook it up, then you're probably talking – even with good quality shirts, you're probably banging them out for like three, four bucks. Yeah. And then the economics become pretty straightforward. Um. Here's the other option is there is, there is this thing called, um, I don't know what it's called, but the process is like you get a cut 
piece of vinyl that is the shape of your art and you put yep. it in a heat press thing and it melts the vinyl, although it could be, there are other materials too. They're like ink materials and, um, other kinds of heat transfer things like a heat pressure deal that melts it onto the shirt and embeds it onto the shirt. And a lot of the shirts that you, you know, your label shirts and stuff are done that way. Um, mm-hmm. and one of those presses can be had for like 200 bucks or less at the entry level. And mm-hmm. the things can be ordered, cut online for 15 cents a throw. And, uh, again, you're talking you're into like the two, $3 range for a shirt. Yeah. So I will keep you posted as I, um, um, continued down my DIY merching adventures. Um, uh, so far I've not, I've despite some cursing and, um, whatnot, uh, carrying on, I have not produced, um, even a, a, a demo print, even, you know, uh, <laughs> not managed to make a screen that works yet, but I've only made, I've only tried a couple times. So I'll either throw my hands up about that and go to the, the heat press approach, which seems to me uh, to be a lot, I was about to say foolproof. I'm sure that I can, can find a way to fool it up. Yeah, man. If anybody can do it, it's you. I, yeah, I appreciate the faith you have in me. Um, but I think a lot more straightforward. You lay the thing there and you put heat on it. And, you know, it's, at that point, it's kind of simple physics and not chemistry. Chemistry's my, my chemistry is failing me with the screen printing. It's kind of what's happening here. Yeah. So. Well, um, you know, we have also contemplated, uh, contemplated merch. I think the upfront cost is and the uh, willingness for people to purchase said product uh, has scared me away. Yep. Um, just too many bands with boxes and boxes of shirts that still are probably floating around somewhere. Oh yeah. Um, so we opted to do the uh, print on demand yes. and sell online. Yes. Um, because the margins aren't much better for me, but there's no upfront cost. Right. So, right. And you don't um, have to carry inventory. Yeah, I carry zero inventory. Um, I can order shirts. You actually get a bit of a discount if you actually, if you want to print out your own. Mm. Um, so I can get them for basically cost. Uh, and that's typically how I've advertised for them is just wear them. Right. Um, and we put some of our new designs up and, um, I did look at the potential of getting some printed out and I may do that for a very, very small batch, um, in case we decide that we want to wear this new design, uh, as a group. Um, but other than that, I don't really feel motivated to do either of those things because our, our logo's not, um, I guess simple enough to warrant like a, a one or two pass screen printing DIY setup. Right. Uh, there are plenty of, um, you know, we, we've done the home, the homespun screen printing in, you know, bands I'd been in before, um, it's just not something that I think is feasible for what we're doing right now. Yeah. Oh, if your if your art can't be done justice with one color, I wouldn't attempt it. No. Yeah. No. Nope, yeah. Nope, nope. Re- registering two colors of screen on each other properly, I think, is uh, requires fairly high end equipment. I mean, compared to what I would do at my dining room table. Yeah, you have that spinny thing where you have the like spinny four. Thing. You gotta have the spinny thing. That is actually the the official name of it. Yeah. Spinny thing. It's like you have four screens and like you go from one to the other and, and just do your single color or whatever. I've seen it on, you know, on in pictures on the internet. Yeah. YouTube. Yep. So that's, those are your two things is, um, being, being really, really popular. Have them come to you the time. and then make your own shirts so that when you sell them to them, when they come to you, you get a good, a yep. good cut. Good per unit cost. Yep. 
The um, I'll, I'll say the other thing about the um, heat press dealies that I'm looking at, a lot of them have attachments that will do hats and mugs and things like that. Now that's cool, right? So I'd have a clanky Lincoln's mug. Yeah, I, I found an MTV trucker hat. Nice. Um, now I've I don't know if you've seen recent pictures. I haven't really posted any, but I, I've cut all of my hair back off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a period of time where you know the hair was kind of long, and I was using <laughs> I was using the trucker hat to just like keep it in one place. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be really cool to get a trucker hat with the new members only logo on it. I think it, it looks super sweet. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, I don't really have anything terribly pressing. Um, just something that's happening in, in our world that is kind of interesting and exciting. Um, so the the agency site has been up for not super long, I guess three, four months, maybe. I may be totally off. It could be closer to six at this point, but it hasn't been up very long. Um, and I'm starting to just get organic inquiries. Good. People are finding the site via, you know, Google and reaching out to us. Um, now, that hasn't translated into business as of yet, but, you know, I've got... I'm getting on average one to two inquiries a week and hopefully that will continue to grow. I think once I get some confirmed stuff and, um, you know, the name starts getting out a bit more, I think that could potentially, uh, escalate. Um, the interesting thing is, is that it, it really has been for, um, it's been for opportunities that members only wouldn't be getting in the Mm -hmm. first place. Um, you know, when you, you know, we have always kind of touted, have a niche, have a specialty, um, but just note that, um, being very specialized in a particular field, um, or a particular genre or subgenre, uh, does kind of limit you. Um, and that versatility can be something you should pursue. However, um, this kind of has opened my eyes to the amount of stuff that's just generally going on in the area. Um, that even if, if I could get to a certain level of volume, um, I could farm stuff out and still make, you know, a sizable chunk of change. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, you've, you've, um, you've got to have a brand and a brand's got to mm-hmm. have a story, right? And if your brand's story is we're an eighties nostalgia act that, yep. you know, that is, that's powerful, but it limits you to, I don't even like limits. It just focuses you. Yes. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that business out there. People could be convinced to turn their show into that kind of business, mm-hmm. but you know, now created a second brand that is much more general and much more approachable for bigger, you know, range of stuff. And yeah, I, I'm, I am casting a wider net exactly. exactly, as it were. Well, and also just the, the fact that we're not limited to being, Oh, we're a four piece, you know, pop band. Um, Lots of, oh, I just need an acoustic person for this or a jazz duo for that or a trio for this. Like just the ability to um, just be be competitive and be in certain areas at certain price points is just, uh, it's good. Yeah, totally. So, totally. You're flexible. Cool you can respond to anything that comes your way. Yeah. And it, like I said, it, it hasn't really taken off. The only thing that I've really kind of put through this is the wedding and that wedding did beget that crazy garden party that we are in the process of prepping for. Yep. Um, I did have to compile a list of songs to submit to the client who promptly returned with a, yeah, that's great. Um, after spending like literal 
like full week agonizing over the selections. <laughs> she was like, yeah, it's fine. And well, I think the must have been good it, agonizing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the general, I'm getting the impression that we're just going to be, you know, musical wallpaper while, you know, people drink expensive cocktails and that's perfectly fine. Um, I still want to be super prepared and, um, you know, it's ready to deliver a, a good show that no one may notice. Absolutely. No, listen, you can screw up musical wallpaper for sure. Trying to be too much of an attention getter is a mistake when you, when the show is your musical wallpaper. Right. And, and, you know, just going in and having the right set of expectations when, um, when you're there and also being flexible that, you know, you are, whether you have a plan or not, you are at the mercy of your customers Mm -hmm. who may or may not feel one way or the other. You could have like a handful of people that are super locked in, uh, while everybody else is ignoring you. And then, you know, they become your customers and you're kind of working for them. Um, as long as you, you know, as long as you're, you, you got the thumbs up from the client, uh, which we already have. So I think, you know, it's pretty much, we can play the game however we'd like to. Yep. Yep. On those shows, let me ask you a question on those shows yep. where you know that you're background music. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, first of all, have you ever been in the situation where you, you were that, but didn't expect to be? Oh yeah. Lots of times. Cause that's, that can be brutal. Yeah. It's typically, it's, it's not really happened. Well, no, I take that back. We've had a couple of situations where, um, you know, the, the event coordinator hires a band, but they do, but there's a bunch of other stuff going on. Yeah. And so you are either wallpaper or you are just an afterthought. Right. You know, we, we got set up for this huge, uh, corporate event at this, uh, this place down by the baseball, uh, stadium that had like indoor, they have like indoor bowling and indoor cornhole and mm. uh, what else? They had a silent disco and they had a guy doing airbrush t-shirts and they had food and drinks. And like, it was all, it was on like four floors and we were like in the corner by <laughs> the furthest bar away and we played to nobody. Yeah. Oh, and if you want to dance to a band, they're over there. By the right. Way. And, just, oh, and, but if they wanted to dance, they could just put on a set of headphones in the, in the, <laughs> dark room right. and just do silent disco. Yeah. So, um, and then there's been times where like we, I know that we set up and played a wedding where, um, it was at the beach and it was gorgeous out. And so everybody was outside right. while we played inside right. and they were perfectly pleased because the music sounded great from where they were. But also like at the end of the night, we had to be done by midnight for, Lots of reasons. One being that we had a couple of guys that were turning, doubling back and driving through the night to get back to their church gigs. Mm. Um, and they were like, Hey, what is, what have you been doing? I was like, dude, I've been playing for three hours. Yeah. Well, I'll pay you to play later. It's like, no, we literally cannot do that. Yeah. Like we have to go. It's another one of those fun, uh, situations where we had to play a show and then drive an hour to get to like hotels because <laughs> it was just out there. Out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, yeah you know, you have to be, you have to be willing to, to just do it anyway. You know, when, when you have those nights, um, you have to figure out a way to entertain your mind while you're kind of going in autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes. <laughs> well, that is the risk, right? Without, without an audience, they're giving you energy back. Yeah. You're, you, you, it's, it's draining. really easy to just check out and, and, and yeah. And the energy it takes not to check out is, is, is substantial. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, one particular night I was playing, this was fairly recently, and it, it was kind of one of those things where no one was paying attention and they had a TV on. And there was a, a show that came on on like a Friday night and I was like, huh, I didn't know Jennifer Love Hewitt was still on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I catch myself watching TV in the middle of a show, it's like, oh, no, no, come back. Come back. No, there was there was uh, no coming back. It just it was just the way it was. Yeah, so well, you just kind of go with roll with the punches, do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, I remember early in my bar playing career, finding it surreal that Saturday Night Live was on while I was playing. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll do you one better slash worse. Um, now in in a couple of different markets, um, in Greenville or Greensboro, maybe one of them. Um, my <laughs> the guy I used to work for. I, I worked for a church for six years. Uh, is a guy named Andy Stanley, and he they they do a show where they basically take his some of his uh, the messages he does and cuts them up into like a TV show, uh-huh. and it plays after Saturday Night Live. Hmm. So there were nights where I was playing out in bars and clubs and saw my boss <laughs> on TV while I was finishing up. Nice. So. Shout out to your move by Andy Stanley. He probably wasn't looking for that plug, but he got it. Here he is. What up, Andy Stanley? Yeah. What up? And then do you when when you know your musical wallpaper, do you yeah. lean all the way into that or do you design a show? Sometimes I will I'm asking a leading question, so I'm just gonna say what I do. Um I can design a set that is entirely musical wallpaper. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll embed a couple moments in there that I know will grab the room. So yeah, I I do it a, a couple of ways and, and, and there isn't like, I just do this one thing or I just do this other thing. There's kind of a, it's, it's usually a mix. Like you were saying, um, you may try and throw a song in that like might catch people's attention mm-hmm. and then it becomes kind of a social experiment on, is this going to work? Is this the song right. that's going to turn the night around? Yes. Um, but the other thing that I do and the thing that I probably do more than the first thing is I start playing songs I want to hear. Right. No, it's, it's, it is great permission to do that because nobody's paying too close attention and you can go, yep. you can go deep. Yeah. So you can go into your list and go, Oh, here's that song I added to the, you know, to my tabs page. Um, this might be good. This will be a good opportunity to test it out. Yeah. Um, or you find something just completely out of the blue or something you're like, Oh, I really would like to try that. So it, it is kind of those quiet times or those, times where you don't have a lot of engagement are, are, are basically great opportunities to shed new material. Yep. You know, if you just got your, your looper pedal and it's not quite ready for prime time, but no one's really hanging out, eh, give it a shot. Sure. You know, try and get your, uh, get your Malcolm Gladwell hours in and get your 10,000. That's right. Those, uh, Radiohead songs that your wife rolls her eyes at. Oh man. Get in I, there. get in there. I, I spent probably an hour, um, I think on Tuesday, working out that stupid ascending, descending octave run at the end of Creep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I know follows the chord structure, but like not in any sort of like, there's no pattern to it. Right. So um, luckily it got cut. We Part of the situation that we were dealing with um, was Saved by the Band was that they wanted, I think, 13 or 14 new songs on top of the ones I already knew. Um, and they were wanting to do 275s, but due to the weather, uh, it's been cut down to two hours. So we basically <laughs> went into rehearsal um, to see what sucked. Hmm. And what sucked went. It's um, a good way to do rehearsal. Yeah. And it was very, if, I mean, it was it was comforting to know that, oh, well, that's not happening now. 
Um, and just the one that was super disappointing was um, they when you were young by the killers was on mm. and I really busted my butt to make sure I had that song like perfect. And I was, I was telling in last week's episode, Oh man, I really dig the arrangement for this and the production's really cool. Yeah. And there are some smart yeah. parts. And, um, but the chart, the, the track they have is for the concert key and we are tuned in E flat. Oh. So I learned all these open chord voicings that matched the record, but I thought were tuned down and, you know, if we wanted to play it, it would all have to be played in F, which would have been just really not pleasant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been done. You know, the, the, there are a couple of mind benders in the set. Um, they play, <laughs> they play Africa mm-hmm. up a half step from where I play it. Oh, ow. Just, just, just close enough. Yeah. But like it changes all of the chord voices. It changes the, your whole brain around like how that song goes. Um, so that's, that's always kind of a, kind of a tough one. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's been a couple of those where they just didn't transpose it for the tuning and, you know, their mm-hmm. guitar player can play anything however he wants to. So they never even gave it a second thought. Right. But like when you spend hours learning songs in a particular key and they're like, no, it's just a half step off. And you're just like, no, Mm-mm. no, I can't Mm-mm. do this on the spot right this second. Yeah. And maybe that makes me a less than versatile professional guitar player, but you know what? I've done okay so far. Yeah. And I'll say this, these doing these gigs has been super challenging and also musically like really rewarding. Like it's felt really like we, we played even flow, which is a song that I've been playing since, you know, yeah, I was in middle school. Right. And they were like, Oh, we're doing the live on two legs version, which is a little bit faster. You think you can do it? And we just went there and it just, I killed it. <laughs> and I played the, I was like, the, I didn't even have to really review it. Um, that's just one of those songs that's baked in at this point. Right. But like, man, it sounded really good. And I was like, yes, yes. Felt pretty cool. Awesome. And then we did, we're doing, I believe in a thing called love. And that's another one where I've got like the solo, just note for note nice. and can really sell it. I just, I feel like a guitar player and it, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we've had these opportunities to play um, in different configurations where, you know, I'm the only guitar player. And I don't think I've ever been in a situation where that was the case, where I was the only guitar player. Yeah. It's always kind of been part of an ensemble. Um, So it's been challenging, but it's been cool because it's like, oh, I can, I could do this if I needed to. Yeah. So, you know, the solo that makes me feel like a guitar player, it's, what's that? It's a short little solo. It's nothing too tricky, but, um, but it's kind of noodly and interesting. It's, um, crazy little thing called love. Yeah. I finished that thing. And, uh, like, yeah, I, I just, I, I really enjoy country guitar solos. Yeah. You know, that one's got some double stops and some yep. cool bends yep. and, um, you know, the, one of the things I, I, I really dig about country solos. It's like they use like the sixth intervals and they mm-hmm. use all the double stops and the, and the pedal steel bends and stuff. It's just, it's a totally different set of muscles. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of right hand, a lot of hybrid picking. Um, but it's just, it's really cool. And if I were to kind of dig into a particular style, like let's say I had like six months and I was going to really dig into something, I think, Flat picking and chicken picking would be the thing that I would be more most interested it's in cool doing. It's cool stuff. It really is. Yeah. Speaking of digging into stuff you're not familiar with, um, I, 
I, I definitely have time at work where I kind of zone out um, and I'm trying to find more productive things to do whilst um, whilst I'm zoning out. So I uh, I started the free code camp, mm. which is a it's a free program online yeah. um, that teaches you to uh, do HTML, HTML5 and JavaScript. Yeah. Um, and just, you basically, it's just a series of kind of short tasks. So in between, like if I'm working or I've got, uh, most of our stuff is inbound. So, you know, when stuff is coming in, we need to address it, but there, there's sometimes lulls in between that. Um, so I just had that window open and I've been just doing HTML coding in my spare time. Cool. So very good. Um, feels like a, a, a useful skill and I've been tasked with, um, setting up some websites recently and, um, having the ability to do some more customization would be super helpful. Yeah, so always learn new things. It doesn't have to be music related to benefit you in your, uh, music career. Always learn new things. Always be learning. Never stuff. don't learn new things. I like that. We sh- you should put that on a t-shirt. I might, you know, my wife had an idea, you know, that saying, uh, not today, Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants a t-shirt that says today's the day, Satan. I like that. Me too. Me we'll, too. we'll sell it in our store next to my Amsterdam shirts. Amsterdam. Yeah. It's a real bummer about that domain. Yeah. Speaking of domains, uh, I'm getting really close to offering. Have I told you the whole members only social media thing going on right now? I guess not. Okay. Let me clue you in on a little something. Um, so we, we've had members only ATL as a, as a website now for probably close to five, five years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, late last year, uh, a rapper named Two Chains, who you, I've heard of. I've heard yeah. Of. Most people in yeah. this area would have, would be familiar with at least his name, yep. opened up a club in Atlanta called, Wait for it. Members only. Members only. Yeah. And since they have opened our main hashtag and our email address and our social media profiles have been inundated with information that we have nothing to do with. Right. So their um their URL is ATL members only. So you can already see the confusion there. I can. Uh, but we have the members only ATL social media deals. So like we're, they tag us, people tag us in their Instagram all the time. I actually got email, an email from somebody who did an event there that was trying to send them promo material, like pictures that were taken at the event. And I was like, this ain't it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious if we're going to get a, a word from them about potentially giving up that, uh, that that property. Is there a price you would do that for? Yes. I know exactly what that price is, but oh. I'm not going to say it. No, don't say it. And I, I think it would be, I think while it, it would be a sizable sum of money, I think it would be representative of the amount of money um, that uh, property has made me and uh, would potentially make me over the lifespan of this club slash restaurant slash lounge, whatever it is. Yeah. As scaled to the depth of pockets of the potential buyer. Sure. Also that. Yeah. Well, there so, you go. That's interesting. Yeah. That could be my, my get rich quick scheme, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. Pay get for, rich in five years, but temporarily scheme. Pay for a bathroom right now at least. Yeah, it would. It would pay most of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then some. 
Cool. Cool. Uh, right. Guys and ladies, because we definitely have ladies who are a part of the group, and yep. we are definitely included. Uh, we, we want to include you, for sure. So, welcome. Thank you for listening. Share with your bandmates. Share with your enemies. Uh, like ask and, questions. Like and comment on uh, iTunes, because that really helps. Yes, leave reviews. Um, it helps people find us, and... Um, Continue to uh, send stuff out. If you think w- what we're saying is worthwhile, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. We do have some stuff in the works that we're trying to um, to kind of get going. And um, definitely been thinking about some YouTube content. And I tried doing that, but maybe having better equipment to do that and that kind of thing. So mm. those are all potential things that could be happening. Um, and yeah, that'll do it for us. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 54. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.